Hello and welcome to uh, Season 10, Episode 10 of the Euphoria Podcast. As always, we're available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, now, our special guest today, and I, this is how I know this podcast is going to bang. None other. <laughs> You're already uh, saying it's going to bang. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Because uh, their use of language is infectious. It's uh, Broken Blade and Flacken. Welcome, gentlemen. Before we do anything else, we have to correct some injustice here. Because the shoe board, which you've all been so kind to point out that we've been very negligent in filling yeah. out at all. Apparently, BB is in the no-shoes side, but you are a shoes player. Do we have a pen? Yeah, oh, I always... Pen uh, over there. It's fine. We'll figure it out we'll later. I always play with shoes on stage. At home, no shoes. At home, I mean, no shoes. Shoes on stage. Flag it. Flag it. Are you shoes player? No shoes player. I, I, I'm playing no shoes. No shoes on stage? Yeah, and now I'm playing no socks as well. No oh shoes, no God. socks? Yeah, You're no barefoot socks. in it? Yeah, I'm barefoot. Oh man! Yeah, I, I remember one MSI day. I like you know after we went like in the huge uh, loose trick. Yeah, yeah. I I who I could for- forget? Yeah, I forgot one day of like my socks, and we played Mega One, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I don't play socks anymore. Dang! <laughs> Wait, like do you, when you when you have no socks on, do, do you like cross your legs when you're sitting, or do you like yeah, sit in a weird I, way? Yeah, I always play with like cross legs. Always. Okay, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, legs. I get that. I get that. Or leg up as well. That's the vibe. Phil, throw the pen. Thanks, oh, Phil. clutch! Get in there. But now we need an eraser. No, just use your hand. It's you. It's your. It's your. You pay for your mistake. Oh, well, there is a pen. What? <laughs> there just is cross a pen. it out. Just cross it out. Put it on the other side. Okay, so shoes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 BB shoes. Flacken no shoes. All right. I like the no socks thing. That's funny as hell to me because I imagine you're like imagine you or your feet get sweaty and then like. Whoever comes up there, like Chobi gets up there and he also plays no shoe and he's like, oh my God. Just absolute mental edge. You know what I mean? But he also like, he doesn't wear socks and then takes them off. He just goes with no socks. Okay, that's yeah. psycho, bro. Yeah. That's yeah. actually psycho. I mean, psycho. like the good, good thing is that my feet don't smell. So it's fine. <laughs> okay, that's like a that's like a superpower. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like some yeah. people wish they could be Superman, but like that's like yeah. a very I mean, low, if, if, like a low feet, tier superpower. If my feet would smell, I for sure like would wear socks. Yes, like that's, for respect for my teammates. Yeah. But like my my like my feet like <laughs> don't, don't smell. smell. Yeah. Damn. Mm. Bro, this is the inside I was waiting for. I'm not going to lie. I guess you're the last person to ever smell them anyway, so you're probably fine either way. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't uh, smelled them to, to this day, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'd be worried if you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what podcast we're making, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it's about League of Legends anymore, <laughs> nope. does it? Um, so, the, people don't know this, but, like, this is... Um, last time you were on, you, you pitched you guys coming on together because I know you guys are, like, pretty close as far as teammates goes. How yeah. is How is, like... I feel like I'm asking a couple, but <laughs> I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> yeah. We're a couple there. A couple. We're a couple there. It goes a double date, boys. Um, no, like, so, like, what was the process of you guys getting to know each other, like, becoming friends on this team? Like, what what was it, like, what did you like? This is so creepy. Wow, this feels weird. Like, the grin's on your face. Maybe we should just take it to a different direction. Um, what do you guys do? What do you guys like to do together? Do you guys hang out together at all outside of just, like, playing games? Um, I mean, I think it's mainly, like, uh, we, we just... Uh, like are similar in terms of like how we view things, the humor that we have, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the the way we just are as, as humans, uh, and like how we relax, like even how we like eat food. Uh, yeah. We we like the same like chill vibe. Uh, I noticed in, in Korea because he he also told me about like how he enjoys his stuff and stuff, and it's very similar. So I mean, we just clicked, you know. Hell yeah. <laughs> just clicked. Yeah. Mega bangs. Yeah. Mega bangs. <laughs> Flack it. Um. Mm-hmm. When you got into this team, obviously, like, and we haven't had you on the podcast. It's the first time we've had you. You're surrounded by like a ton of veterans. Was that yeah. like intimidating, or did you like instantly yeah, I mean, feel super comfortable like being yourself around these guys? I, it was like mega intimidating. Um, but it's true though that like B was like mega. I don't know, like really like 
open, I would say. Like yeah. he was like really, like really nice and really chill, and um, you know, it helped it helped a lot because um, like especially uh, when it came to like Jankos and Caps, I had like insane respect for them. I mean, yeah. not, not for Jankos, but like for Caps, I had a lot of respect. <laughs> not for Jankos. <laughs> no, but like I mean, to me, it was like really crazy because I was just. I was just like playing in Spain, right? And, yeah. And I, I, I legit didn't win anything in Spain. And yeah. now I go to like LSE, G2, and I have Jankos and Cavs. And I was like, oh, you, <laughs> holy shit. Were you surprised that you got that offer in the off season after playing in Spain and then yeah, straight to G2? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, uh, like when when they came to me, I thought it was like for the academy. I was like, I mean, <laughs> I'm chilling in Madalena's academy. I didn't yeah. want to go to G2 academy. <laughs> and they're like, no, bro, it's LSE. I'm like, do you, do you still have that same feeling of like, wow, it's Jankos and Cavs after you've now won a title as well? I mean, I mean, not not as much anymore. Like I, I'm still like, I'm playing with like Caps and Yankees, like it's so insane. Yeah. But um, like now it's just, it just feels a bit more like normal. Yeah, yeah, well, that's awesome. And it sounds like you have a good relationship, given that you're just like willing to come on a podcast and shamelessly play <laughs> your jungler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that, that seems like it's going pretty well for you guys. Um, is there anything that you guys do like these together outside of the game? Like anything at all? You guys like anime watchers, movie watchers, enjoyers. This is the stuff I always find really interesting. Um, I mean, actually, this guy is never part of like the anime watchers. Yeah, I mean, the I anime really, watchers are. Really just, uh, you just can't yeah, do I it. Really see me watching anime. Yeah, I mean, only me, Caps, uh, Yankos are like the trio when it comes to like watching yeah. anime. Is it scheduled anime? Like weekday is yeah, like we designated always, day. Yeah, we always say like before game day, always, always. Yeah, before um, game day, it's like anime. a it's like a pre-game pre-game ritual, ritual, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we always uh, like like to eat like desserts uh, before before game day. <laughs> I don't Dessert? know how healthy that is, but it's it's something yeah. we always do. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sports puts us, psychologist molding it, right it now. Puts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it puts us into the right mindset, you know. So, yeah. um, but other than that, I mean, should one day we play the um, the switch boards? Yeah, in I bank. Like <laughs> yeah, I like that. Wait, okay, like so you guys just like get a bunch of desserts? Do you, are you guys like? ordering desserts to the house are you like bringing them are you like making ramah pick up desserts for you like what's uh, the strat? Uh, we, we we it depends if you go out to eat uh, then yeah. we we usually go out for dessert as well um i mean it's often waffles it's sometimes a uh, crepe yeah. or how yanko says crepe crepe yeah um, <laughs> yeah is it crepe, crepe. crepe. yeah crepe. it's crepe. 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 Yeah. yeah or uh, something that's called logma it's like a turkish uh dessert really really banks oh my god i've never had it um yeah, yeah it's it's actually it's one of those three uh and sometimes Jankos just eats like four or five ice yeah, creams yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, four or five ice creams yeah. bro but Jankos yeah, yeah. is like not a thick boy he was like doing yeah. sport last time i talked i mean to he's, he's still working out like uh yeah. almost every day so he's got some big biceps yeah man's yeah. jacked yeah i guess that's just the life you lead when you can you're allowed to just eat four ice creams yeah bro. i mean it bangs <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, moving forward, so I, uh, you said you mentioned you watched the podcast last week. Oh, we obviously had this crazy week in games. Phil, if you can toss up the uh, the prediction graphics when you get a second, that's obviously the standings as it remains today. The true standings. Um, sadly, none of us, I think, got it completely right. There's Mark. He thought that you guys would win. He also thought Mad would win, mm. and he thought Excel would win. Now we'll give him a little bit of. Um, he actually no, I'm not going to flame you for being biased because you literally went out of your way specifically to make it clear yep, that it was not biased. Bias. Yeah. You believed in Excel. Yeah, I think that's semi plausible. What did I have, Phil? I think exact same thing. So I thought Fnatic would win. So I'm two for three. Were you guys surprised at all by any of the results this weekend? I feel like the the Rogue Mad series. Your guys' series felt 
pretty decided. You guys were the clear favorites, and for the most part, that kind of played out as expected. But like both the Rogue Mad series and Fnatic Excel series were all over the damn place. I mean, yeah. um, before the week, I would have agreed, right? But like now, like I, I, I thought that Mad was the favorite and that Excel was the favorite. I actually thought uh, Excel was for sure going to win. But <laughs> yeah, <same. laughs> they, they got uh, cursed. Uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> wait, how did they get cursed, BB? Well, uh, as we <laughs> what's the curse? What's the curse there? <laughs> mentioned it earlier, uh, but the Vitality also got a little bit cursed, um, yeah. because uh, they five old us in scrims, yeah, and no team five old us and gets away with it, <laughs> yeah. Um, so after Vitality five old us, I think then the week was it the week after or was it two weeks after they got eliminated? I think it was two like weeks, two weeks. Yeah, but like mm. that they, week they, lost, they lost to like BDS or like yeah. uh, Astralis or something. Yeah, <laughs> they got eliminated, and then Excel the week before the play, uh, actually the last yeah, yeah, the day the last the, the day before they get eliminated. So I, that was on the Saturday. I think it was a Friday scrim, like Friday the day scrim. before we played. Yeah. I think they play uh, one one day later. Yeah. So yeah. they they got like. Mega confident. So what you're saying is, if any team is 0-4 against or 4-0 against you in scrims, they just shouldn't play yeah, the fifth game. Yeah, they should yeah. just have like, the fifth <laughs> game. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> they ever got like four ones, right? Like this play at least. Like it was no. either five all or yeah, which is five all. We win. Oh, we win. Yeah. I yeah. see. So when yeah. you go to, we're saying when you go to worlds and you scrim these teams, yeah, yeah. just exactly. give them a couple five yeah. No, no, not just a couple. We have to lose to every team and then and then we win. You know, like that's how it works. But you, but, but like memes aside, you actually like you, th- you felt pretty confident that Excel were going to be the stronger team yeah, on the day. Yeah, for sure. Like I think Excel actually Excel's drafting I think is really really good and really yeah. smart, mm-hmm. and it also is because their players just can play a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they actually had really smart ideas uh, with how, how they're going to answer meta picks, how they're going to deal with meta picks. The Sejuani flex with the clad, I, I thought it was really really smart, and that that doesn't just work with good good dra- uh, draft. You know, you also need players being able to play those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. I think they can do that. Yeah, they had mm. a couple of things. They had the Nila, which not many teams have been playing in Europe. They have the the Kled, the Sejuani Kled Flex where they pick TF as well and it is five-man bot when Kled pushes out top and ults down there. Mm. Yeah. Um, then they had the Nocturne game, I believe, as well, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I'm right. Game three, the Kennen Nocturne, which is like an LNG classic, which Doenbe and Ali were playing a lot. Uh, so they've been definitely watching a lot of LPL and practicing things. Um, yeah, I just think that the, the game three was just so heartbreaking for them. From that point onwards, they're trying to end... Gets hit by a cast, could have gone Elder, could have secured Baron, just went for the end, came to buy them back, and then they got reverse swept. And it, it's like one of the most saddest way to lose yeah. a series ever, because <laughs> yeah, it's something just... you will never forget. <laughs> the mean, fact that you're you're about to win game three and you're 8k up and then you just lose the entire series. Yeah. I, I Overall, it was that was like a super scrappy series. I, I, I don't know, but how did you, did you feel like... Both those teams were playing at their peak because I feel like Excel made a lot of sloppy mistakes when they had lead. And even Fnatic in that game that they won, yeah. that game three, was a mess. Like upsets like flashing forward into mid lane when there's a Nocturne with alt available just trying to pick people off. It felt like um, as much as Fnatic were able to win and were ultimately the better team on the day, like this this felt like a very, very messy series to me. What was your take on it, Flacken? I mean, for sure, like, um, I mean, I think the the later the, the set was going, I think they they started to play like um, like mechanically like better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like game one, game two, there, there was like a lot of like, like really like weird or like awkward mistakes or like uh, decisions. But yeah, I agree that uh, like overall in the entire series, like for sure they like both teams w- were not playing at their peak for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, even upset dashed in, in game five and almost lost him the whole thing. Remember when Rassler yeah, had actually, to pop the like, away? Mega clutching <laughs> <laughs> just super clutched it to save yeah. his AD because if he died there, they would have got like Drake and Nash or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was it, a close one. And it was chaos. I mean, I'm I'm curious. Back like week three, week four, we had a, a match of the week promo, and I and one of the Excel players, I think it might have been Mark Coon, was talking about Fnatic as this team that felt like five separate players and like when one of them gets a big lead they can kind of come together do you still feel like when you look at Fnatic, you see some of some of that element do you still feel like that statement holds up where they feel like a very like chaotic like not all together team do you think that's fair uh i mean i think that Fnatic only wins if their bot is really playing really well mm. that's how i feel as of right now maybe it's going to change for for next week but um that's how i have been feeling throughout this split at least i think last bit they were more actually last bit they had really really good mid game macro they were really really um like precise when they want to take fights mm. uh, and they were fighting really well around mid waves especially but now it feels like everybody is doing their own thing and if their bot lane doesn't carry it it feels like they have a hard time winning they can still win obviously yeah because they have players who are actually good right but uh, they just seem to have like a pr- problem in in the team that maybe they couldn't fix you know like i'm not 100 sure obviously right yeah. but that's how it looks from and the if you were to speculate what would you think could attribute to that reason as to why they're all just not playing the same game is it communication is it different views on the game is it the alignment in reviews is just people are disagreeing um i think it can be many things um yeah. it's it's always uh something you cannot know right mm-hmm. uh, but many people say that they, it's it's fanatic there's always drama right but i don't even think it's necessarily that. No. Maybe it's just the players don't mesh up well together or they change the view of uh, uh, how they see the game. It could be meta. Like, for example, last last bit, they had uh, LeBlanc meta and uh, top lane was really, really easy as well mm-hmm. of, of like what's being played. And I feel like, um, especially for bot lane as well, he always had his, uh, his uh, picks that were always good and they, they were like never um, in, in like uh, something we call draft hell, you know? I feel like yeah, they yeah. are kind of in, in draft hell where they're always just like behind in, in, in the draft end. I mean, yeah. you see they're, they're triple banning ADs. They're spending so much to set up, it seems like, Lucianami exclusively. They're drafting it every single game. And it's obviously, it's very strong, right? There's mm-hmm. a reason that people mm-hmm. are picking it. But at the same time, when you look at their drafts too, they're like, the people who, there's always someone else who suffers for that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like someone is getting like, there's like games that we look, when we look back at like earlier recent split where you're like, oh, you're getting red side counter pick for wonder, but it's like, Gregus, you know what i mean yeah. it's not like something <laughs> yeah. that's going to show up in lane it's not something like that and that's the that's the cost so that's it's not a dig it upset but obviously like it does feel like fanatic like found something that they were good at and they're just like forcing that mm-hmm. as hard as they can and sometimes it looks good you're right like there's these great moments where their bot lane like really pops off and it feels like the team comes together but it does it doesn't feel like fanatic have figured out that puzzle yet i don't know i don't know what you're how you feel about them yeah i wonder if they're leaning too much towards things like the Lucianami. We were talking a little bit about it before, but if you have to ban three ADs on blue side, I feel like you're already in a hole, even when you're not first picking Lucian. Yeah, and red side. And red side. Three ADs they on red side. And, and, on, red. On, red yeah, side and well. on red side. Yeah. So they had Draven, Callista, Savior on red side, and then they had the game before Draven, Callista, and Nyla yeah. on blue. So then you're going into things like Twitch. Is it a case of like, are these must bans? Because I know Zeri is Zeri things with Yumi. Yeah. Draven can be really strong. Kalista can be really strong. These are answers to things like Lucianami. Is it when you remove these three champions that Lucianami are the strongest? I mean, I, I think so. And as well, I, th- I feel like uh, for Fnatic, it's like really comfort champions as well. I think yeah. like Absa is really, like, really comfort on, uh, on Lucian. And uh, like Hillsang, like, I think he can just like play whatever like um, yeah. can fit uh, Absa. Um, but yeah, I think it's like one of the 
strongest lanes for sure after all the Kalista driven stuff are out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just feels like everyone is, I mean, everyone's spending at least two bands in every single phase yeah. outside of Zeri. Maybe so probably even three on average. You could Draven, Callista, Zeri usually band away, which is fine <laughs> if you really like watching Lucian Nami every game. But if you're like, I don't know, a botling, you know, fun enthusiast, I don't know, I prefer something different. Yeah. And who was it? Was it um, Excel or, or was Misfits against you guys who was banning Jarvan every game and then first rotating Sivir and their read of the meta was just like Sivir is OP, we want Sivir every game. Then you have Fnatic who think like, we're going to ban everything and just play Lucian Nami every game and you guys can just bust out a Yasuo. <laughs> yeah. um, I think flexibility is just so important. Like you said, you don't want to put yourself in draft hell, right? And being yeah. able to play all these bot-centric champs because the meta right now in first rotation is a lot of bot bans. Yep. You need to be really flexible there and Fnatic don't look that flexible there. Yeah, I think shifting attention over to your guys' series then, because Excel were one of the teams that broke, not broke the meta, but like experimented a bit more mm -hmm. with bot side meta, but as he alluded to, the Yasuo. Feels like you guys are willing to play outside of the box of what is starting to feel more and more like tank top laner, whatever the hell in mid, and then bot lane is going to be the center of attention, go bot every single game. Like I looked it up and like we went from 13% jungle proximity to 19. And I know it's a stat, it doesn't sound like it means a lot, but basically it just means you, your jungler is spending like 40 to 50, like almost a minute more time in bot lane every single game which is like crazy on average for some people it's more like marcoon is a 80 carry enthusiast this man spends like almost all of his time just like right next to patrick makes yeah. sense but it's something that's interesting to watch and I, I wondered how flexible do you guys feel in the current meta because a lot of it feels set in stone a lot of lucianami a lot more sejuani worn on the top side mm -hmm. we're not seeing as much of the gwens the renextons we're still seeing some of it do you guys feel like you can break out of that mold you already did a bit with the Yasuo. How how far can you guys go with that I mean, for sure, like, uh, we always try to, to, like, find, like, a lot of, like, um, like different uh, picks that can work. Uh, I mean, like, some people, like, consider, consider them, like, cheesy picks and stuff, but mm -hmm. I don't think they're, like, cheesy picks. I think it's just, like, you know, like, picks that match or, like, that are really good against um, some stuff. Uh, but for sure, we we try to be as, as much as flexible as we can because mm -hmm. I think, like, draft is like really really overpowered <laughs> and i feel like uh like you can get like so many free wins just based on draft and as well as like when you when you're against a team that you know that they can play everything like for example we can just first pick just on blue side and like top mid ad carry they need to worry like where is this just gonna go <laughs> yeah and then just pick like, i don't know you can just pick sejuani and they're like oh maybe they can like put it support top mid jungle like it's like so annoying to to draft against them as well. Yeah. Do you feel like do you just won game one against Misfits based on draft? You had this like Yasuo was sent a bot lane. You got the Nocturne at the last pick into the Vi. Like how many how many of the games in the Misfits series do you feel like were just like done in draft like easy peasy? I mean game one for sure. Game, game, one, for game sure. one for sure. Yeah, I think game, game two, two for sure. Less for than sure <laughs> as well, but not fast. <laughs> yeah. So talk uh, to me about that game two draft because you guys drafted. I can't remember the first rotations, but it was like, okay, you've got it there, Lucian, Nami, then Orn. And you're like, okay, we've got a pretty solid comp here. Lucian, Nami, Orn, not too yeah. shabby. Going on to four, you went Vi, which is, uh, okay, we've got to find an AG jungler. And then on five, TF. Was that, mm -hmm. was that like, okay, we're going to pick TF here so we can help Vi and maybe play for bot? Or was it like, we need some roaming here because the map might fall apart? What was the idea behind the TF? Um, I think it was more of an in-the-moment pick. You know, sometimes yeah. you have that yeah. where you're like, oh, this champ looks good because the enemy team does something that you usually... Like just, the Akali. Yeah. Mm. The Akali blind, like not a lot of people do that, right? Yeah. yeah. And we thought uh, TF could be good. And then we said, oh, TF synergized well with Lucianami in, in mid game. Uh, but in the game, we couldn't really do that. You know, like the first TF ult went like to, to cover and then 
you already lose so much pressure, right? Because I'm also getting uh, pressured. And if TF holds down, for example, he can play carelessly more yeah. or, or on top. And uh, I think we had losing um, top 2v2, we had losing yeah. mid 2v2 and losing bot 2v3. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it just happens where you just end up in a bad situation. I don't think the game was like necessarily instantly lost just because of draft. Uh, I do think uh, the enemies actually played really, really well, really well given their draft. Um, so uh, props to them, right? And yeah. I think they might even take some more games uh, if they get uh, drafts like that. Um, and for us, we just, you know, we lost the game, but we kind of knew, okay, it was just from the get-go, it was hard to do much. Let's just focus on what we're going to do next time. And then I think we just bounced back really fast, actually. And like yeah. nobody was really like Strong in panic mental. or anything. So Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like you guys were in a situation where like there's a world where you guys get ahead early game and then team mm-hmm. Twisted Fate is super overpowered and you guys are able to snowball in a way that the Excel did. But I'm noticing this draft reminds me a little bit of the Excel game <laughs> one draft that they had versus Fnatic where it's like if everything goes well, it's super good for you. But you could see it in the Excel game. It took so long for them to like be able to come back because I feel like they just had zero effective mm-hmm. damage and i feel like with horn <laughs> yeah. sejuani you've got champions mid lane like cassandra if tf is coming back it's really easy to back yourself into this corner where you have like basically one carry and then mm-hmm. everyone and then like if that guy is not super far ahead everything just blows up in your face yeah you see it sometimes in the lck i think it was the finals where they're playing like morgana jungle yumi support and like everything is on your ad to kind of set up the game and slam dunk it otherwise it's lost and then you see the team fights like the ad carry just gets instantly one shot by a fourth flash poppy stun and yeah the the game's over um do you actually bb watch a lot of like eastern regions because i feel like from my perspective the top lane meta in those Eastern regions, like LPL, is quite different to Europe. Mm-hmm. Europe wants to early rotate Sejuani Orn. Yeah. Uh, maybe pick. maybe Gwen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like if like it's saying in the LPL, Fiora blind pick, Jax into Nar, Nar still a blind pick. There's just a lot of carries, mm-hmm. Camille as well. Yeah, um, I mean, I actually really respect that. I think it uh, takes, like if you if you are the top laner and you say, and i mean i'm not sure if that's the greatest thing right still yeah. uh because you do have like okay if you're blind it 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 if you blind fiora that means it has to be good in the game right mm-hmm. like yeah. no matter if you get counter picked or not um and the same goes with like i think there's always um different play styles from for every top like i think in eu it's more uh like narrow like a lot of top laners are actually very similar in mm-hmm. what they play and what they want to play um i feel like i'm like probably the guy who plays the most variety of like yeah, stuff. The and stuff yeah uh, and i think i would actually like that uh if if i blind pick for example this champ and then i would like my opponent to counter pick me but they then instead they just go with like or on Sejuani. It's like a bit boring for me as well, right? <laughs> yeah. So I feel like sometimes there's not a lot of like challenge. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's why there's just not many like variety in like uh, picks, you know? Like I also think uh, you need to be mechanically very good on champs like Fiora yeah. or Camille to just blind pick it and carry the game. Like it's uh, like may- maybe it's something that I have to do in the future, right? Like when we go to Worlds, but... <laughs> you start see. scrimming them and you're picking your ord and you're against Fiora every yeah. game. Do you, do you also think it's a, a gameplay thing where, I don't know, I don't want to say that they're better, but they play more towards side lanes? Because I feel like in Europe, when I watch the playoffs round one series, especially in like the Fnatic XL, the Rogue Man, it's just a lot of grouping mid, contesting midways. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like if you play champs like Fiora, you don't want to just go mid and fight. Mm. You want to actually pull everyone to your side, right? So it just becomes a different game and... Maybe if you go to Worlds, we have to find out how to deal with that first, right? Because we didn't play in that region for uh, as long as they did. Or like uh, against those teams. Yeah. Um, but the same way goes for them, right? Where we play stuff where we want to go mid and fight. And force, yeah. And force. And maybe they will just die, you know? Mm. Uh, so <laughs> it will be interesting, right? Like it's That's... always... 
it's always interesting because it goes both sides. Yeah. It's not just, oh, they can do that, but we can't do this, you know? Um, yeah. Because I do think we, we have good players in our region. Yeah. But uh, in the beginning, it's always like, oh, we have to get used to those teams. Uh, before, like I remember 2020, that was every game in level one invade from like the Asian teams and like the EU teams were just like, oh, we're just starting <laughs> yeah. our jungle, you know? <laughs> I remember that really well because a lot of people ask, they, they come to the casters or the pro players and they're like, how's Europe going to do it with Worlds? How's LCK going to do it with Worlds? But I feel like every region has its own meta and mm -hmm. the winner, the first seed from that region is just the best team at that meta, right? So yeah. EU's first seed mm -hmm. will be really good at grouping if, the, if it continues like this. LPL first seed will be more towards side lanes, you know, and plays towards sides. Um, and when it comes to international events, all those metas kind of clash and then the best meta comes out of it. 2020 was a good example mm -hmm. where like the Asian teams were already on the carry jungle train. Yeah. And the EU was quite slow to it because they were still playing things like Set and Sejuani. Mm -hmm. So we were just behind <laughs> because we were trying to help. We were trying to copy Why does everything meta. feel like Yanko's flame? Why does it all just feel like Yanko's flame? You honestly knew what you were thinking about. Yanko's <laughs> no. is the reason we lost no, 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 it's not. It's just... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, they were quick to adapt to that. And yeah. it is a good question. It's a good point, because, like, how many times have they experienced a player willing to sack two waves to walk mid and Ornall? You Did know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just to get a mid lane flash. Just, just to get yeah. a mid lane. Like, that's some psycho stuff. I saw that some of that last weekend. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, I hope for more in the top lane meta. I think that's one of the mm -hmm. things that I'm waiting for, because it feels... Because while it could be really good, I also feel like um, Orn just looks so good because the, the teams in our region, and even the teams in playoffs, like can't help themselves they always fight into orn and i feel mm -hmm. like it just makes orn look even more powerful than he probably actually is at least as an outsider i know probably it's a top player yeah. you don't feel like he's as op as the yeah. average spectator but when i watch these games <laughs> yeah. i'm like damn that champion's down three thousand gold and just single-handedly won a team fight that seems pretty imbalanced but maybe yeah. it's just the enemy team fighting into an orn in a really stupid way like i think um again like it's it's top laners not wanting to like punish as hard you know like yeah. for example when when People used to pick Orn a lot blind and was stronger. Some teams would just pick Gnar and just take it, you know. But like you could mm. play the Camille, you could play the Fiora, you could play Aatrox. Uh, Yone, Aatrox, yeah. stuff like that. And I think it just depends on how confident you are as a player and like how well you can lead your team to 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 victory, right? And like obviously Orn is strong in some games, but like for example, when we played it against Misfits, it was not strong at all because I just couldn't actually help my team make plays or anything because I, I just kept getting pushed in mm. um they kept coming to my side they kept trying to dive me and on doesn't actually do much uh, on his own and if you're losing the 2v2 or even the 3v3 with mid lane you're just gonna be like okay i'll just let see my tower die you know yeah. <laughs> and um i think it depends on like how teams play well around it and with it um to actually know how to counter it you know yeah so how important because you just said they're 3v3 and i'm guessing you're referring to 3v3 top side mm -hmm. how important is the first herald because the first herald just looks so contested and so strong in determining like who's going to win the early game i mean i think after the changes where it gave, gives you gold like yeah. it gives you 300 mm -hmm. gold i think 300, 200 local 200. And yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and um, i think that that made it really really important to just contest you know that's why i also think like for example champions like renekton are in the meta because it's just always going to be strong in those kind of fights um and i think um We've seen a lot of bot laners even rotate to Herald very early. Mm. Uh, that's why you always uh, even draft for bot lane push sometimes to, yeah. you know, ensure, okay, we're going to 3 3, but bot lane has pushed, so they're going to move. So we, yeah. if yeah. there is a fight, we fight with uh, bot lane advantage, right? So I think it, it is very, very important because it gives you 300 gold just from by getting it. And then it gives you 360 think, minimum. Yeah, 360 crashes. minimum. And it gives you the pressure of like, okay, if you go bot side, they yeah. could just Herald top side and get the whole mm. tower, right? 
or or if you fight 2v2 and you lose a 2v2 your whole tower is actually just gone you know yeah so it it definitely 220 320. 320. Yeah, you're right. 160 plus 160. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It builds like so much pressure, yeah, I feel like, if you get the first Herald. Well, yeah. and it feels like the champions who in meta might have given you an alternative punish, like Trist- basically Tristana and Felios, I guess they're really the only two who can actually like eat enough tower plates to balance yeah, yeah. out a Herald. And that was, those champions were fine. But even after the changes, it feels like it's actually just impossible to outvalue a Herald on a chain. Because like Dragon, yeah. you can get like two, Aphelios maybe gets three plates, but with the new changes, an extra 300 gold on Herald is so hard to actually like that and plus yeah. obviously those champions aren't meta it just seems so difficult yeah true with the 80s pulling out of meta like the tower damage like things like zary and severe and lucian can't really take the tower as fast as yeah. videos and those champs are picked because they can contest maybe push or, or fight top side level six earlier anyway um so it's just a lot of a lot of fighting uh, towards herald which has now become i feel like herald has now become a staple like the early game is all about it was, herald. to be fair it was Whereas, all about herald before you yeah know but what before I mean? you could be like well you could make trades let's let's yeah. try to get their bot tower and get yeah, a bit of an xp yeah. lead. but now it just feels like Oh, it just stings to give it up. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. it, just, it just looks like, oh, yeah, yeah, it does fuck. look really rough. Um, how do you feel about the bot lane meta right now? Like, I don't know what your, your what is your preferred bot lane meta? Like, if you can pick a bot lane meta to play for the rest of your career, which one would you prefer? Is it like scaling? Is it this early game aggressive shit? Like, what do you, what do you actually like? I mean, uh, I mean, of course, in, in this team, right, uh, in G2, I prefer to scale. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not like, I can, it's not like we are like, you know, like fanatic bolding that we, we just like, usually draft for, for us and play for us and, mm-hmm. and try to make like leads in lane 2v2 or like 3v2 and stuff um but i think right now this meta is like fine i think i think you can play a lot of stuff i think there's like draven kalista then nyla as well uh, you have the senas you have the the serious area stuff so i mean i'm not sure right like what i prefer i think I mean, I think probably if I had to choose like between spring and, and summer, I would choose spring, mm-hmm. uh, just because it was like really like w- way more clear or like what to play. It was just the yeah. the Jinx of field state, and whoever gets the the better uh, counter pick, like the better support matchup or like the better jungle matchup is gonna probably like take over the game, and it was like really like pretty easy to draft. Yeah, but I feel like right now there's like so many answers, but I think if you're like really flexible uh, uh, as uh, both in, I think you can like get like so many advantages early game so do you so you prefer but you prefer like the, the I mean, clear I, standard of like at least i mean I, I prefer the the scaling side because as well it's like the champions that i'm like more more like comfortable on yeah. like i i really like jinx i really like Aphelios. i really like the i don't know like kaisa when kaisa she was meta great, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i really like kaisa when she was meta or like people were blind picking as well um <laughs> But like I, I really like this meta as well. Like I'm, I really like Draven as well. Like I used to be like l- yeah. little rat, like wanting Draven. Like when I was like 15, I was like mega wanting Draven. Super toxic online. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not super toxic online, but I was like mega wanting. I would like pair my play only this champion. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, probably I would just choose the scaling side. Probably. Yeah. I mean, and I remember looking back at that, and there was definitely I remember G2 in spring experimenting with more utility champions you had some of the senate games but you guys really came in your own in playoffs not just like people will remember the the ari jarvin um that was a lot of your early game leads but a lot of your team fights were you playing orn when no one else was playing Mm, orn and you playing a carry and you guys team fought i think so much better it felt like when you were on a hyperscaling carry with a team that could fight front to back because i remember you also had some affiliates games that season but like maybe bb was on a gwen or a yone or whatever and those fights looked so much more chaotic i'm curious if you feel like you guys have been getting better at fighting because your team fights across the board seem 
cleaner and it's not as and the meta isn't as simple as it used to be you're playing these Callista, tom ken shazir kind of things you're playing yasuo you know you're playing this is not just a front to back do you feel mm-hmm. like your guys's team fighting as a whole has gotten better since spring yeah i mean i think so i think uh, the reason for that is uh, it's probably me and Jankos who like really have like the engaged tools most of the time, right? Like sometimes Targamas as well. Mm. Um, or if Caps has like an Ari, we we started being way more clear on like how we want to fight, how we want to take the fight. Um, and I, I really like that because I think what the, what the AD carry needs to do is if he wants to fight or not, right? Like do you want to fight in front of the bag or like how how mm-hmm. ca- what kind of fight you want to take? Mm-hmm. And then it's like up to the guys who have the agency to engage on how you want to engage you know for example in the in the, in the misfits series we had uh, the sejani into into scarner and mm-hmm. then Yankos was like on the herald oh, fight yeah he was like oh this guy has no tenacity he has ioni boost just go on him we're gonna win every fight and I, and then I, from this point on i was like okay i'm looking on scarner if he comes to pixel bush i'm gonna go on him he came on pixel bush i went on him we won the fight you know yeah. and i think things like that just became more clear obviously it's also part partly because of i'm playing Sejuani and on it's like easier yeah, yeah, to engage yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> sure, sure. then like uh, if I'm playing Gwen I can't just run at the enemy sometimes yeah if I'm yeah. ahead but like you're not ahead every game right um, but uh, if that's why also when we are on like stuff like Jarvan it's very very clear because Jankos is very good at saying when he wants to go in I'm very good at when, when I want to go in mm-hmm. that's why I also think we were winning a lot with on uh, back then because I was, I mean, a, yeah, you were solo killing anyway. Yeah. Over every right. <laughs> I, was, I was winning lane, and if you win lane with with on, yeah. and you're good at like forcing plays, mm. it's just like really, really easy to play. You know? Something I want to ask is, um, from my experience in pro play and things like this, when you do scrim reviews, you more so focus on things like, oh, we should have played this her- uh, this tower. Maybe we could have set up this herald <laughs> better. This baron turn was terrible. But I feel like this year the the meta is so team fight focused that team fights are the focal point of the entire game because most of the time you get to the mid game, even at times unless they're drafting Renekton <laughs> mid or something like this with ignites where you have to get ahead. Um, and when I look across to the LPL and LCK, you see team fights where there's people on both sides, the dragon pit, people trying to flank and push their way in. And it's like all these minor things can come together to form like a huge decision in a team fight. Mm-hmm. Do you now feel like this year or just in G2 overall, you focus more on team fights and reviews and how we could have set it up better, how we could have engaged better, how we could have flanked better? Do you listen to comms about it as well? Um, I think we listen to comms not so much, uh, yeah. but we, we do talk about, okay, uh, do we need to flank in this scenario? Um, actually, in, in, in another example, we had, uh, where we, where Jankos played Bukong and we had the time catch, I think it was game four. Game three. three. Game three. Game three. Game three. Yeah. Yeah. The time yeah. catch yeah. is And yeah. we had like a team fight where Jankos went in and uh, then Targamas ate um, the Bukong. And then he's like, oh, I don't think you should eat me in, in the next team fight because I think I'll be fine, you know, even if Skarner owes me. And then yeah. the next team fight already, we started team fighting better, you know. And I think these kind of co- comms or like communication, even in the game, mm. is very, very good just because like, yeah. okay, you made a mistake, but you're already saying what you can yeah. do better next time. And yeah. then you already team fight better next time. And then we actually did. I think the only shaky team fight was like the very, very last one where yeah, I queued into the yeah. Tamkent ult. <laughs> basically yeah. and then i like body blocked uh, us here <laughs> yeah. um, and that was like a very very unlucky moment yeah. but like everything is clear always and right. if, if things are not clear then it's where fights get get messy yeah. you know so i think it's a really cool adaptation to see because i remember that moment in cast where he eats the wukong mm-hmm. and it's it also like, sh- like entrance towards like blue buff area wasn't yeah, it, it was the entrance tower. it was yeah. next right next to mid tower above yeah. the yeah, blue like buff ba- on red, bush, red side right? entrance yeah, yeah, yeah next to banana exactly, bush yeah. and yeah he i was we were casting that and i was like well now that's gone and then obviously it was much easier for your uh, misfits to, to take a fight for yeah. that to work out and it's cool to hear that that was 
conscious and communicated adaptation mm -hmm. because that was something that like we flagged immediately in the cast i think was like you can't you've got two people you can eat and their names are yeah, close yeah, to yeah, Nazir. Yeah. you know what i mean like if yeah. you're eating the wukong it's and obviously there's situations where it's fine right um but and that's it's really cool to hear that like that communication came through and was adapted over the course of the game and that was a massive game for you i think caps out ultimately stole the spotlight yeah. he was very flashy yeah, in the game course, but in yeah. terms of like actual damage output that was a game that i thought was really cool to watch from you because i feel like we've been steadily watching you you said it yourself you're on this team where hey i want to play more scaling yeah everyone yeah, everyone course. talks about the g2 top side but it feels like you've been slowly taking more and more of a spotlight for yourself you've had these big draven games yeah. that callista game was massive on an individual game obviously yasuo is the yasuo game is cool because it's yasuo yeah. but obviously yasuo <laughs> yeah. you kind of just sat bot side yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. you, were, you were you were chilling in that yeah, game too yeah, to be yeah. fair but um i so how do you feel about your progression as a player because when you started everyone was kind of like, oh, you guys are weak side. That's great for the team. There's a lot of diehard Flacket fans who are like, he deserves more praise. And it's like, all right, cool. But how do you feel about like your performance and growth as as a member of the G2 lineup? I mean, I think when uh, I joined, I was like, I mean, I, I always been like, like really, you know, like a weak side player. And I was always like playing like really solid and like usually would like never like int lane and stuff. So I was always like 50-50, even in like bad matchups. But um, it's true that, um, you know, when we were at the um, uh, spring playoffs, uh, it was like a lot of like, like both focus uh, draft. It was like Jinx Aphelios. And I remember actually we we made the, the rule of like the, the Herald because like so many Heralds, we were like playing like Jinx, uh, Jinx Aphelios uh, matchups. I was like moving both in and then we take Herald and then my whole pot tower is gone. And it was such a tragedy. Um, but we, like, I think this year, uh, it went from, like, play full top set to, like, like more focus on, on botlane. And right now, like, every single draft is, like, basically, like, securing, like, really good matchup botlane. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I think in MSI, we, like, in MSI, we realized that we we really had to, like, me and Targa, like, step up. Mm -hmm. I think we, we stepped up for the, um, for the playoffs in spring. And we were, like... You know, like actual, actually, like carrying a lot of games, but I think uh, we were like a bit, bit too late on like realizing that we need to start like playing uh, strong side stuff, mm -hmm. because then we went to MSI and I remember, <laughs> my Kalista was like <laughs> not the best Kalista. Like, like individually <laughs> was always good, but like the thing is like uh, in terms of like comms and shot calling and like demanding resources and yeah. what do I want like my mid lane and my top lane on my support and everyone on my team to do in order for me to like uh make like leads and 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 just win the game we were like me and Tara were not like really good at it and i think right now we're improving i still we we with i think we have like really long way to to go to like become like i don't know like genji bot lane or like b5 yeah. bot lane or like uh, any like really top tier uh, bot lane i think we still need to improve a lot in our uh, comms but i think we're in a in a in a good path do you feel like, but do you feel like you know what you need to do to improve? Because I feel like sometimes that's the hardest thing is to actually know what you need to work on next when you start to get as good as you're getting. It's like, how do you go from, let's say, A tier to S tier, random example? You know what I mean? Do you feel like I mean, you guys know what you need to do to get there? I mean, I think it's like, obviously, it's a lot of stuff. But I think right now what we are like uh, lacking the most is just, um, I think we, we still need to improve like some, some matchups. Mm -hmm. Like I think... Like I was talking to Tarek and stuff, and I think that our knowledge about matchups is like really good, and we know a lot of stuff like what to pick and how to answer ex champions and a lot of like 
um, like answers to enemy picks. But I think sometimes we like really int and mess up the execution of some matchups. Mm -hmm. And um, as well, I think we we still need to improve our comps. Like uh, like what do we want exactly in in like in X matchup? What do we want our jungle to do? What do we want our mid lane to do? What do we want our top lane to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we are like doing like good job and, and we, we just need to like keep working on it. From an outside perspective, it feels like we're seeing growth. You know, obviously I don't get to see all the scrim games. I don't get to see the 05s versus <laughs> Excel. Maybe I would be maybe I would be less convinced then. Hard to say. No, Not sure. The happy series. <laughs> the the yeah. happy series. Doesn't happen um, a lot though. Where, but when you mentioned obviously these these bot lanes that you're like not on the level of yet you're looking like purely internationally where do you see yourself where do you see yourself in the LEC are you guys like top three top two you don't need to make me a tier list I'm not here to make clickbait this episode yeah. maybe we'll, mean, bring, <laughs> we'll bring you back for the clickbait later but like where do you see are you guys a top two bot lane I mean I think we are like uh, at least like top three I think mm -hmm. I think um, I mean I think we. Like we are not as like oppressive as like botlings like for example Rogue or mm -hmm. um, Fnatic, but I think the like the amount of like flexibility me and Tarek have from draft is like really, like really dangerous for our enemy team. Yeah, mm. where who do you like? Who do you think is your biggest challenge in bot lane? Like, who would you like? Who do you have the most respect for domestically? Is it when is it is it Rogue bot lane? Is it Fnatic bot lane? Is it Mad? Like who who do you look at and you're like, I, all right, this bot lane's coming. Yeah. We got to be ready. I mean, I actually when when Excel lost, I was like. <laughs> like I think Excel Bolding is like really really good and yeah. as well like for example like Fnatic Bolding is like really good but mm -hmm. you kind of know what they're gonna play yeah so it's like like you can like kind of like adapt easily but like Excel I feel like they can play a lot of stuff like they can play Denyla really well mm -hmm. they play a lot of Yumi and we like really hate Yumi they can play a lot of Enchanters <laughs> the Yumi yeah, like they can yeah. play like so much stuff and as well that they play like really good um so I think, like, for me, like, the scariest bot lane in this split was, like, for sure Excel. And I would say as well, like, Fnatic, of course. Like, they, mm -hmm. they are really good laners, uh, Abstand and Hillisang, and they, and they really know, like, how to, like, generate dates, like, 2v2, and how to transition, like, their, their pressure to, like, the entire map, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, the forms of oppression, right? Because you can label, like, a, a bot lane is super strong, but you also have to value, like, how much resources they're getting. Are they getting early rotations yeah. in draft to focus on their lane? Are they getting more more voice comms? Is there jungler pathing bot, right? These are the three things that you look at in terms of oppression. And then you look at the individuals. How flexible are they? Uh, how good are they in lane? You know, how good are they trading and, and all that stuff and macro, micro and stuff. So when I look at G2 bot lane, a couple of those things are missing. So that's yeah. why sometimes you're on the back foot, but then you see the 3v3 top side just always, in most cases, goes in your favor, and then you can play off of that. Yeah. I think it's cool, that the thing that you pointed out with the Fnatic Bot that you kind of know what they're doing. And I think that's especially true this playoffs because it's very clear. It's like Lucian, Nami, everything else. Maybe Zeri, Yumi's Three AD bands as well, right? Three AD bands. Yeah. And that's because when we look back to spring, I think obviously one of the things that made them a little bit scarier was that like, Hillisang was like this psychozillion counterpicks, this like random, and some of them obviously didn't work. We saw that like the exhaustic knight recon bot lane, like some of them <laughs> don't work. But that was like, that was one of the things that I think has made Fnatic bot lane sca maybe scarier in the past that is not or has not been present this far in playoffs is that like, you know what they're going to do. It's going to take up a lot of draft resources yep. and they're going to get it. But like, yeah, you know, Lucian Nami strong, but you've also played 20, 30 games a week against Lucian Nami. Probably. And the jungler's both. Yeah. And then jungle, and then jungle's fine. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's not that it's not hard, but you know what you're getting yourself into, and yeah. I think that that is a really cool thing to point out. Um, 
yeah, this is it's cool to hear how much you guys have developed. Um, I'm excited to see your next series. Before we talk about your next series, I would love to talk about Fnatic versus Misfits because we just talked about Fnatic bot lane. This is the final world spot drama narrative, big stakes. Well, it's just actually true. It's the final world spot, Misfits and Fnatic. Like it seems like you guys were impressed by the Misfits game too. Specifically, we talked about the Fnatic series being a little bit messy. Like, should we look at Misfits as actual like favorites coming to this matchup, or do you still think Fnatic are probably favored? It's a dangerous. Sorry, I know it feels, um, feels like yeah, a dangerous yeah. question I mean, to answer. It feels loaded, I doesn't think, it? Yeah. From like the the players individually, you would always favor uh, Fnatic in this yep. case. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think Misfits players are necessarily bad. I do think they have uh, like the carries. I think are taking over some games. Um. But I would probably give it to Misfits. Uh, it would be probably very close. Um. But I think the Fnatic series was very shaky. And I think Misfits actually played really well this one game. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm not saying they didn't play the other games, but they played against us. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Fnatic, I think, I mean, they can definitely win. I think it's not like as like, oh, for sure, Misfits is, is the favorite yeah. or Fnatic is the favorite. I think it, it's, it's going to be another close one. Um there might be some real like in in the Fnatic Excel series already. There was already a lot of me- me- mechanical errors. I, f- I feel like, yeah. And I think in this series it could be even more so because it's it's like so much pressure. You know, like yeah. Yeah. both teams want to go to worlds, worlds. obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. And being in this position can be very rough. Like for example, irrelevant is, is a rookie, right? It might be very hard for him. Sure. Maybe not. Mm. Um. But do, do that is think, also something that you need to keep in mind always. You know? Do you think the pressure level is the same or more if, let's say, you're in Fnatic right now, right? You're next to people like Humanoid and, and Wunder mm-hmm. or the Upset, people Hillisang who have been to World Finals, right? And Worlds is the minimum. And you've got Irrelevance who's in his rookie split who could make Worlds. Who just thinks more pressure to, to pull it off? For sure, Fnatic. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's why I think uh, they could be a little more choking on, on stage, right? Uh, even though they are so experienced, mm-hmm. they are expected to win, right? Mm. And because they are expected to win, maybe they're not the favorites. You know what I mean? Because of the pressure they get. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, for example, I I think I work really well with pressure. I don't know how they, they do because mm-hmm. I, I did play with them, uh, et cetera, right? But um, it is definitely not the easiest position to be in for either team. I think it's actually a bit easier for Misfits. That's why I think Misfits is going to take it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's always hard to know. It feels like Fnatic even in that series there were so many points where i feel like excel were you know clearly like <laughs> yeah. clearly supposed to win yeah and credit to, again i don't want to take away from the fact that Fnatic ultimately did win that's credit to their tenacity for making it work and obviously yeah, excel sure, definitely yeah. made mistakes Fnatic made mistakes too it was as you highlighted a lot of a lot of maybe questionable team fights a lot of questionable plays um across the series and it makes sense like both these teams are, are fighting for their lives it's it's been yeah. a long day it's game five game four you know like stuff mm-hmm. gets messy it's the nature of the beast but misfits looked Outside of game four, where I think that they like had done a lot to mitigate what your comp wanted to do, um, and game one where you guys obviously just kind of rolled over them, like mm-hmm. look like they had like clear plans and they were playing around their plans and they were playing pretty well. They feel like an easier team to to bet on, but Fnatic also sometimes just feel like an inevitability, and that is just plot armor. That is just narrative. <laughs> that is just having plot a roster. Like if you put together any roster, of, and we would have probably said the same thing about Vitality. If you put together any roster of like five players with as much history as those players have. You know, obviously, Razork in that context is a little bit younger, but four out of five, you know, are just like super storied players. You kind of just give them the benefit of the yeah. doubt in clutch situations, and it's shit analysis, but it's also like 
half the time it's true anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just come out like this is like this is that that series is a perfect example of it, right? So exactly. I think I think I'm leaning towards misfits logically, but at the same time, like every time I feel like I count Fnatic out, they like scrape their way in. Yeah, I think Fnatic are sitting comfortable in draft because you look at their Excel game; they have to ban Draven Callista every game. Neon doesn't play, or he hasn't played any Draven Callista. He's just been playing Zeri, Sivir, sorry, and they ban Jarvan against you to make sure that they can only rotate Sivir, right? So that frees them up a bit to target Zanzara more, where maybe they'll invest in a Sivir ban as one of the only ADs that they'll take away for sure. a big Zeri or something, and then put in bans into like Poppy, Chondo, Skarner, what the hell is the Zanzara train. So their drafting will be slightly easier than I think it was against XL, who I think was way more flexible. You saw it from the solo lanes from the AD carry, um, but it's just who performs on the day. Um, it's so hard to say. A lot of these series go to five games. We've already had two. I think this could be a third series that goes to five games. But um, yeah. the last narrative thing I'll say is the funniest thing to me is it's VTO versus versus Razork for a world spot, which, you know, for the, yeah, actually, the former yeah. Misfits which, boys, which is what they were brother competing versus for brother. last year together and they were one game away from. So that's the only narrative I'd ever say. Uh, it's just kind of funny good. to me. It's a banger. Um, predictions, quick predictions. You you said leaning towards Misfits slightly. You don't have to give me like a 3-2-3 one. I don't really care. Just like ultimately like whoever wins the series wins the series. We kind of expect it to be okay. scrappy, so five games. But so, people get overly attached yeah. to the score. The score isn't really significant. Yeah, just who I mean, do you think is going to win? I would for sure. Not for sure, but I would give it to Misfits. Misfits? You yeah, flack same, it. same, 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 same. I mean, I feel the same. I feel like I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> I'll go for Fnatic. You go for Fnatic. I feel the same. I feel the I'm same so way. The I feel the same way now. And, I, and it's... I feel like I'm going to be wrong, but I also logically can't back up my fanatic prediction. I don't have a leg to stand on, and yet, despite that, yeah. it feels wrong. Um, then shifting attention upwards, top of the bracket, you guys versus Rogue. Again, another very scrappy series from Rogue. Um, game five was a little bit wacky to watch. It felt like mm-hmm. that was just a weird game. Yeah, Some questionable Gale Force forwards from Mr. Comp that like worked out very well for him. Mm-hmm. With respect to him. <laughs> yeah. oh, that was a Caitlyn, right? The Caitlyn yeah. 5 game. He just Gale Forces forward at Mad Lions, and they all just flash away like he's going to murder them. And it's like, I feel like if they just, Renekton just turns on him and stuns him, he dies instantly. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't have the replay, so I won't make you guys overanalyze it. That thing you don't have footage for. So, But despite it, they made it work. They outranged. They came through. I feel like Mad were, in a lot of cases, looking like the better team fighting team across a lot of these games. But they also got caught a ton on mm-hmm. side lanes, got caught out left and right. I mean, Matt's early game was insane. And I think it yeah. was game uh, two and three when they played Callista or something, or three and four when they were just like zoning the enemy bolt. I don't know if you saw it, but yeah, they like it zoned the, them. The enemy bolt, no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like the mega sus. was mega sus. I forgot about that game. That game was yeah. That game draft. was really rough. And there was also game four when they were playing uh, Lucian Nami against Callista Leona and they did the same thing. Yeah. Like almost the exact same thing to the Jin where yep. they either late invade bot level one, they split the map level one because they have an Orin top uh, and then they just, uh, they have a Gwent top, sorry, into Orin. So they have, I guess, auto push or a good matchup mm-hmm. in they also, scaling. In game one, they did a really good job of building their lead. And obviously it's much easier against Jin Yumi. So like Jin got, you know, a couple kills, got to come back, but he's just functionally useless 90% of the game. And game four, I feel like the big difference was as well is that they'd like overforced their lead sometimes. Like they they definitely got sloppier in game four because it felt like the literally the exact same carbon copy in terms of forcing that bot lane in the same way building that advantage in the exact same way but then they just like overstayed on some dives they like overcommitted on some fights definitely i feel like they could have yeah i feel like they was just that game was annoying <laughs> <laughs> caitlin Jin, though yeah that's definitely off meta ad's yeah. is caitlin something that you thought or have tried or have expected as a as an answer into lucian nami i mean yeah i mean for sure we we we, we thought the um, about the the caitlin stuff 
Um, I actually like was thinking like maybe upset places because like Fnatic Bolden like used to play a lot of Kaelin, yeah, like in did, spring. Yeah. Uh, so I was actually expecting expecting for like some uh, Kaelin, but I guess they don't think it's like good or like, maybe they're just hiding it. Hmm. Um, but as well, when every time you play Rogue as well, you you are always aware of the Greek Kaelin. The and Greek Kaelin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kobe is like really good on Kaelin as well. Yeah. Um, so it's always you know if you want to blind pick like some champions you against players like uh, Comp or Upset, you're like, okay, what if they go Kaelin though? Yeah. Um. I think Kaelin. I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm not like the biggest fan of this champ. Um. But uh, I mean, some teams can make it work. Uh. But uh, I'm. I don't think she's in like the best Kaelin spot ever. Hmm. Um. It's true that she's getting buff right now. Mm-hmm. Um. But for players, it's not. But um. I think. I mean, if you can, if you can, if you have the tools and the players to make it work. I mean, of course, if Kelly is ahead, it's gonna, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna bang. Um, <laughs> it's gonna bang. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think it's like not the not the best time for like playing Lord of Kelly. Yeah, I mean, it didn't it didn't look super powerful. Um, it, it, like obviously, it does still does a lot of the same things. It's always done pretty solid in lane. You outrange yeah. with the Lux. You got the traps for the setup. It makes it really hard to approach objectives. She still did pretty good but she didn't look mm-hmm. yeah she didn't look so oppressive that it was unbeatable and it felt more like the whole the composition of a whole that rogue managed to put together that game five was the, the biggest issue because again you're just playing so many short range champions into oriana caitlin Lux. yeah yeah for sure i mean i think uh like madalyns as well i th- I mean i think it was like really good scenario for caitlin because Mad- madalyns has like lucian nami which is like not like, really strong in lane early levels mm-hmm. and they had like wukong jungle as well and they even, I think they, they even invaded top or something. I don't know. So it was like really free game for Kaelin. Yep. And and still, like they almost get like, when they got the, the solo kill on Bolden, like Kaelin almost like gets one shot as well. Like the, she survived like one HP. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think like Kaelin is like n- not like the best state right now. I think it's a fair call because it's a good thing to highlight for people who don't remember. Um, Mad hard force a tower dive, a 2v3, and it ends up being a 1 for 3 in favor of Rogue because they outplay a little bit. The tower dive is sloppy. So then on top of that, Orianna gets two waves or at least one yeah. wave free in mid lane, and then Kate just gets to sit bottling with Lux and hard push into tower, and they don't get to do anything. And then also, two seconds after that, they get the 2v2 kill and manage yeah. to get out alive. So this game is... I would argue fake data probably on Kaelin. Literally, Mad could not have griefed the topside dive any yeah. harder. And technically, like, credit to Rogue, they really did outplay in that instance. Lethal Tempo, Jarvan, Maorang's, like, a bit of a psycho. But, you know, <laughs> like, that, that, I forgot about yeah. that until you pointed that out. That was, like, about as bad as it can get versus a Caitlyn in the early game. Yeah, it definitely was. I remember seeing a dive and I was like, if that man had phase rush... Like he did every other game, he probably would have died. But he, he I think he went phase rush mostly because he was against Chandler's Jarvan. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just so he can get out. So you guys are banning Jarvan, I assume, because it's like every game Malrang has Jarvan. <laughs> it seems like he's like a lot. I, their jungle looks uh, like a lot. A lot more happens in the <laughs> jungle role. The Trundle was not very threatening in most of the games that I watched. It's the Jarvan top of the food the Jarvan, chain. <laughs> yeah. Jarvan seemed very I mean, top of the okay, food chain. Jarvan is top of the food chain yeah, for, for sure. every bot laner. Yeah. But for every top laner, it's like the supplier, you know? Yeah, literally. like that. He he doesn't do like the thing is Javan is not good against almost every top that is in the meta, especially like mm-hmm. yeah. very bad into fighters. Th- doesn't deal yeah. much damage. It yeah. actually just locks you down, which is good against people who are squishy and don't have a, a dash, right? Oh. Oh, <laughs> and that oh. is mostly ball laners, right? Like yeah. ball laners, like uh, like Siver, Siver, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why they banned it, right? Yep. Um, 
But we also have a, a Javan player on our team. <laughs> maybe two. Maybe three. <laughs> maybe, 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 four. maybe three. Oh, so is there set the, of the, the Aerie, the Aerie or something? Back. The Aerie yeah. Zanyas, let's go. Yeah. Oh I mean, actually, um, I, I, I was on, uh, on a dinner with Malrang uh, the other day. And uh -huh. I told him, like, oh, just come gang top. You know, because he loves the gang, right? Like, everybody knows that. Yep. Like, he actually has the lowest uh, CSD. This, uh, to be fair, it's so hard to talk well about Malrang, but, like, he does no, so no. much good stuff, yeah. but his like his stats yeah. are like not great. Yeah. He that's, just that's sacks because, himself every yeah, game. That's because he has like that's what I respect about him. He has a set play style <laughs> and he will play this play style yeah, no matter what. No matter what ha happens, yep. which champ, he will play like that. Yep. Enemy team has Ezreal uh, LeBlanc, he's locking in J4. Yeah. And he will just gank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He has jungle <laughs> camp up. Uh, I'm gonna gank. He is down. I'm gonna right. gank. Like, do, do he needs the, a base. I'm gonna, I'm gonna gank. gank. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what? We, you know what we need. We need a stat that tracks how many flashes are blown in the early game by a team and weigh up how much Malrang does against. Yeah. Because I feel like he just runs mid, gets a flash, runs top, gets a flash, bases, runs bot, gets yeah. a flash, does I mean, a camp, back to mid. <laughs> and and that's why I also think we are going to be having a good time against him because I think Yankos is very good at calling. Uh, when when, when Yankos is in the zone has a good game. Hmm. He knows where the enemy jungle is. I mean, you were tracking yeah. against Sansar. Yeah. I think exactly. it was game one was... Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, it was top lane difference. Pink ward on the red. Run. Ward the Krugs. Exactly. That pink, wait, that pink ward was alive the like, yeah. literally was the like, entire game. It was like... I was like, okay, I, I bought ward. another pink ward. And I was yeah. like, okay, do I put mine now? Or do I <laughs> wait until it dies? You know, yeah. it's like... But, yeah. And uh, I think that's going to be key against uh, Rogue. I think the laners are solid, obviously. Hmm. Uh, but I think Marong is like the key player of like getting them ahead. And then and then the lane snowball really well. Like yeah. I think, yeah. uh, like Odamne, especially in spring, he was really really good uh, at like laning. Mm -hmm. And uh, if Malrang, like Malrang wasn't even top a lot, but like if he was top, he did, would do a lot with the lead. And same, I feel like for every laner, especially their bot lane, mm. um, I think they they play really well with leads. And like mid is more just playing Azir farming maybe. <laughs> but I mean, it, he that's that's how they play, right? And I think they have a set play style. But I, I do think we. We will know how to play against it ultimately. Speak, yeah. Track yeah, jungle. Speak, well, I want to talk about bot lane in a second because I'm interested to see how you feel about that matchup, especially now that there's a Caitlyn Lux mm. potentially loose in draft. But um, how do you feel about that other matchup? He's one of the few Renekton enthusiasts that we've had, obviously, busting yeah. out. Like, is this finally, like, <laughs> just give me one series where there's not just Sajwani or in every game. Are you that's, all I, that's all I, I mean, want, bro. Are you part like, of the church? You guys are <laughs> yeah, just I mean, like fist fight? Uh, very funny, actually. Well, after we played, uh, I think it was the very first uh, game in, in summer where we played uh, Dione instantly into Odomna's Orn. And then after that he started playing Yone and Soul Q, which was funny for me to see you know uh, but uh, yeah I mean I'm a type of player who will always try to figure out some picks that are good into the meta because yeah. I feel like if you're good enough to play it it just gives you advantage in draft and mm -hmm. your coach is like if he trusts you and believes in you that you will actually carry games and before I couldn't carry games you know like when I was a uh, uh, a new player, I was always like, oh, I'm going to play this and I'm going to 1v9, but I never 1v9 because I was just not experienced enough. I didn't know um, what to do. I would get ganked and the whole game is over, you know, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like uh, I remember when I was in NA, I was playing like 80 games of Kalista top mm -hmm. and I was actually very good at it, <laughs> but I didn't have like the, 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 the trust necessarily because I was picking these kind of champs before and then I didn't carry. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like if I would play Callista top now or like Vayne top now, uh, I could actually pull it off. Small teasers. Small teasers. Uh, <laughs> not saying uh, too much here. Callista <laughs> flex. We talked about Yasuo. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think I think right now I'm capable of doing that just because I think now 
I I'm in a position to be able to carry again, not because mm-hmm. I'm I'm mechanically good enough, but because I'm experienced enough to mm. to know. Okay, I need help on this wave, or we can dive on this wave. I can tell Caps. Okay, do you have a move? Can we we can dive top in this wave? And if like if they say no, then I will have to play according to that, right? Or like, Yankos is very good at saying, oh, the enemy jungler has this timing, and then I can play based off that, right? And I think those are getting more and more important the, the crazier your pick gets, and playing as meta picks who are usually always just just good, like the Renekton, and like Nar when it was meta, um, like the Sidrani, always fine. Mm. But once you find those key picks, like the Yone, for example, the right? Mm-hmm. Um, we might see it, we might not. Uh, it will depend on uh, how how the week the goes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the week goes scrims. Uh, but yeah, I mean, very excited to play against Odo. I think it's always yeah. very, very nice to play against him. Very challenging. Like I said, as long as there's banger picks, that's all I'm asking for. That's what I'm hoping for, at least. We'll see. I can't promise, but... I mean, the win is the most important thing. We might let's, see let's, just, uh, <laughs> let's just hold out a little bit of hope. Like, like for you, I feel like we're probably going to see a more standard bot lane. Yeah. It's not Patrick yeah. and Mickey, so it's not just yeah. like an arms race for crazy picks. Obviously, they busted out the, um, again, the Lux Caitlyn, but past that, it feels like this is a more standard bot lane opponent yeah. in terms of what they've been playing. We're going to see some Lushinami. You'll probably get to play some Lushinami. Is there anything that you like watch out for when you play against Comp and Tribby? You talked about how aggressive they are earlier. Yeah. Is that something that you like try to be aware of when it comes to playing against this team? I mean, I think um, I think that really strong laners, of course. But uh, when we play uh, Rogue, I think uh, everyone is like, I mean, not scared of, but we're like really aware and try to tag where Mal- Malrung is. Mm-hmm. Because I do remember in, in finals, I, I was like zero three level like minute five or something <laughs> with my Shia last game. I got like ganked so oh, many yeah, times. I yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go bot. There's no way this guy is here. There's only two camps. There's no way he's here again. <laughs> and I die again. I was like, okay, I mean, I guess this guy can just be anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's cheating. He's cheating on jungle. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I think um, I think they're really strong laners as well. I don't think they're like, at least well, um, they're not like. Like finally bowling that they can like really stomp you 2v2 mm-hmm. and, and like take over the, the entire map but uh i do really think that they're like really 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 strong yeah cool i mean i just the thing that i'm hearing consistently is like yeah cool i'll get a lane against this guy it's gonna be fun malrang malrang <laughs> malrang malrang <laughs> like yeah, it's the malrang, yeah. which i think yeah. like i'm not sure who's casting this but i'm sure it's gonna be it's the funny because he came into the league in like spring and he did this play style and everyone was like oh it's it's, it's bad it's bad like and then it was like a few it weeks working and it was people like, will find wards he won't find ganks and yeah. here we are here summer we playoffs are. round two i mean to be still fair still doing it me we had uh, we had this talk in our team and we managed uh, to figure out that the op strat is to gank yeah and Mauro figured it out yeah. like Mauro <laughs> is the only jungle who actually abusive. figured out the, the yeah. op strat yeah. which is to gank because what's the counter counterplay to gank it's a gank. Yeah. It's a counter gank. It's a counter gank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> not, there's not a gank. counter play. Either you yeah. get ganked and die, or you get counter gank and you 2v2 and you kill them. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's like... This logic is flawless. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. gank. Because yeah, the counter no, gank actually, is gank. Yeah, so if, if we gank okay. first... The thing is, if you don't expect a gank, it's going to work because you don't expect yeah. it. Yeah. And if you expect a gank, you have to play safe and you gank anyway and Got they it. die anyway. Because why? Yeah. yeah. Ganks are OP. It's just yeah, the gang, alternative gang is to uh, rock, paper, scissors, rock, rock, rock. Exactly. Yeah. Rock can beat rock, so just use more rock. So just gank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that description a lot. Um, I can imagine Dylan's PowerPoint presentation. He's like, yeah. slide one, he's going to gank. Slide two. Gonna gank. Probably gonna gank, yeah. <laughs> and maybe if you survive all of those ganks, he'll be so far behind that he'll be irrelevant. But he picks Jarvan every game, so maybe not. And now he's behind, so slide six, he's gonna gank. It's not, <laughs> not, not irrelevant. It's my wrong. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. 
Okay. <laughs> Great job, Bibi. <laughs> you got to explain this to me. Yeah. What is it? See, okay. see. This one is... Uh, He's doing it. Uh, shout out to uh, Caps. Yeah. Shout out he, to Caps. He, he brought it uh, to, to... How do you say? To light. To, 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 to light, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, one day, he would just randomly start doing that every second. Yeah. Um, and Caps is like a... You're going to have to really watch YouTube if you want to understand really special guy on. who just sometimes just <laughs> comes up with like the most yeah. random stuff. Such a and, uh, yeah. And um, then we got triggered by, because he did it. Yeah, he just kept like, looking at you yeah. like this. Yeah. And yeah, he would actually do that. He would, yeah. he would look at you and do and, that, you and know, giggle, all the time. And giggle. And giggle. Yeah. And giggle all the time. <laughs> he, he does something like stupid and giggles. Yeah. And then this guy gets triggered. And then yeah. we start doing it as well to him, you know, to trigger him. And then we just got like used to it, I guess. Yeah. And now we, we and now always like, do it. Now it's like for and everything. Now, yeah. We now even made like almost everyone else do it. Like even Targamas. Like Targamas is like the yeah, most. Actually, even that, you, yeah. you would like, he's, he's the but most actually, calm Jan, guy. Jankos doesn't do it. Though. Yeah, Jankos doesn't do it. But, I mean, he's a bit old. So yeah. yeah. So for, for, yeah. for people <laughs> in podcast land, you yeah. put out your thumb and your pinky yeah. and you close the other three fingers and yeah. you just wiggle your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Your hand. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, like you're on the phone to someone. But if you're a boomer, yeah. it's, it's like hand tense. Yeah. Imagine we even made Targamas do it. And Targamas is like the most calm guy, always chills. Yeah. And then one day he just started looking at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's like in CSGO, you know, you have like the, you know, you make a cool play and everyone yeah, puts their like fists out. Together. You know, G2, Caps just like... gets a solo kill, he just looks across the Yankos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks over the BDA. Caps, he, he would never do it when he had the solo bolo, but he would do it instead. I don't know. Like imagine you, you like kill enemy top, you're hitting plates alone. He would come yeah. the last second, share the play with you. I would like giggle and then <laughs> Like, and in screams, in screams, and solo queue, does it always do it? Yeah. Like, I actually, even on stage, by the way, like, uh, last game against Misfits, like, uh, when, when I get the triple kill on Bolden, uh, like, when they're diving, yeah, yeah. and we kill them, he flashes for Sivir. Sivir is completely out. <laughs> and then I flash to chase her because I have red buff. She has no sums. I will just slow her. We kill her. I'm like, killing the Sivir. I'm like, please let, let me the kill. Please yeah. let me kill. Doesn't say anything. Last second, he cues. I was like, I guess I'm taking the kill. And then he's <laughs> doing this to me. I was like, I, I can't believe it. he actually did it on stage. Yeah. So he still triggers you when he does this. Yeah, I mean, I was like, there's, there's, there's no way I flash for the kill. He, kill, he kills since last second and he does this. In I, a yeah. best of five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a rat. Relentless, relentless troll. Um, I assume you guys expect to be coming out on top of this matchup. So easier question. Who are you guys going to face in the final? Misfits Fanatic are playing. You predict Misfits to win. Then it's going to be Mad Mercy Misfits. Then someone's going to have to beat Rogue if you beat Rogue. Who do you expect to be facing in the finals in Malma? Again, assuming you beat Rogue this weekend. Um, I think... I mean, I would like to play against Mad in the finals just because I would like to play against my Turkish brothers mm-hmm. and <laughs> beat them in the finals. But, I mean, can I think it would either be Rogue or Mad. Mm-hmm. And I think... It, the last series between them was was close. I mean, it obviously takes us to win first, right? Before we play against of the finals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would, as of right now, I'll probably give it to Matt, as in like who's ultimately stronger. Because I I do think Matt has really really strong early games. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. probably the best early game team in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think the mid and, and late is like slightly worse. They get caught a bit, right? Um, but if they get really good early games. Then I think they're they're strong and they're like a huge threat. Especially they snowball really well around bot side once they get like this huge lead. Like we had the six k gold lead, or even or even more maybe. <laughs> yeah. like, and, that, and that didn't just happen once; happened like multiple yeah. times. Um, and I think that comes because of the early games like so good, and they actually use level one really well. Um, as for Rogue, I think Rogue is a good team. 
but if you don't you know die to the op strap <laughs> yeah <laughs> then then you can come on uh come out on top mm-hmm. um and i think we'll we'll see like how that goes but yeah yeah any anything else we haven't talked about matt a lot today marcus anything else you want to say about matt we'll get to talk about them more next week if you're listening at home and you're like damn i want to hear more about matt like don't worry but i think uh, since if, they're not playing an immediate series it's we'll just have to see I think. if there's any team in the league that let's say if g2 you guys win against rogue I, th- I think matt could probably pull off a lower bracket run to the finals and be very strong in the finals as well because i think Two things that they're really good at. I think they're very good at having momentum. When they have momentum in best of fives, they seem to just run away with it. And two is their early games are just insane. But I think you're right in saying they do get caught out a lot. It looks like their mid to late game comps are just slightly off, um, yeah. doing different things, overforcing. I mean, I think when we did the podcast last week, we said that they were their own worst enemies. Yeah, sometimes yeah. for sure. Um, and it looks like they are sometimes, whether they either get too excited about seeing a play and one of them flashes in and all of a sudden everyone's like, well, hang on a second, <laughs> we all have to go forwards um but yeah i think mad lions will pull off a lower bracket run um i also expect them to be in the finals with g2 um you in the same boat flack mad lions yeah, first g2 sure. in the finals i like it i think we're lacking it wait no we do have a swedish player unforgiven swedish no? unforgiven is swedish yeah uh large in the swedish one one time for the swedes we're getting a swedish player there some way one way or another yeah if misfits are unless misfits felt, make we, the run yeah unless misfits <laughs> make the run yeah maybe they do I mean, or right Fnatic now, based on, based on predictions, Misfits is going to be our fourth seed at Worlds, which is crazy. If you guys win, you're guaranteed win this weekend. You're guaranteed groups, which is pretty yeah, sick. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, which is sick. Oh, would you guys? Yeah. You're, some teams would rather play through plans. I don't want to spend too much time on Worlds because we're still really far away. Some teams would rather go through plans for the experience. That's what teams who have already locked into plans say. Would you guys just always <laughs> rather go groups? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, for sure, rather nah. just go groups. I mean, the thing is, uh, I think um, what's really important is like also taking a break before. Yeah. You know, and uh, we we get a longer break when we, when we go to a groups. You know, so we have more time mm. to like relax and actually go in really you know start to try hard again yeah and what's really important i think we we did do some mistakes uh, when we went to msi and i think we we expected way too much from us and i think we will have to go in with a different mindset yeah Uh, obviously it's still a bit far away and we have to focus on on what's next right but uh i do think if you go to to groups then we're going to be prepared way better than you know when we went to msi yeah Yeah. because the finals are september 9th 10th i believe right uh, around that area i'm just looking on the calendar on the right, weekend tenth, tenth yeah ninth tenth area and then play-ins i think start like the 26th or 27th somewhere uh so that's a couple of weeks turnaround time to be in this in mexico and ready uh, but L- the end starts- of september bro i don't know why you're throwing out specific days i don't know i i one i'm like bb i'm like one thing at a time i know one i'm casting on friday <laughs> yeah. this weekend and then next weekend i'll figure out when i cast then yeah 10th 11th phil just told me what's the, is the there you go so yeah. something to be thrilled for something to be happy Malmo. Last thing. Actual last thing. Because we're bad at this. We're probably going to have to cut this because we're shit at including this segment. Euphoria MVP. We give one MVP every week. You are the only team not to go to five games. And to be honest, anyone who watched the Rogue, Mad, Fnatic, Excel series, you've been pretty sloppy. So I feel pretty comfortable giving it to a G2 player Caps. this week. You think Caps? Would you guys agree? Do you think Caps was your MVP? Is I there mean, anyone? He was uh, a yeah. playoff series, right? <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, but this is this can be different. Because sometimes the player series, people are just like, like you know Han Sama? Han Sama can play the worst game of his life. And he's cute, and he's French. Wins the vote every time. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean I, he I, would admit it too. I'm not trying to flame Hansama. Sometimes he is absolutely deserves it too. But mm-hmm, yeah. so I'm just making sure we gotta make sure. I mean, Sometimes uh, the public vote not perfect. I think I would probably give it to Flaggett or Caps. I think Flaggett uh, oh. did very well, especially <laughs> in the Callista game. In the, in the Callista game, I think. Like for me personally, I think uh, I performed not so great. Mm. Um, and yeah. now you get so ins- insta agree, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> actually, like, yeah, yeah. I played so <laughs> bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, usually I think I actually play really well when it comes to playoffs, but this was like, I, I was not happy with my performance. Um, 
but I do think Flakit and uh, Caps had some really great games. Mm. Like uh, I think the Asia game, both uh, Caps and Flakit oh, yeah. played great. But uh, Asia when he went top, just one v two, just hitting them with the soldiers, yeah. like it just looks like. Yeah, he crazy. had a couple highlights. He had the and, one over Baron Pitts in the tribush, yeah. then the one yeah. around the dragon with the three men. Yeah, and we had this one fight where we all almost died, and Flaggett tried to one before. And if he gets the one before, maybe he gets the uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but as, yeah, but as well, like for example, in the in the fight where we eat the Azir, yeah. like maybe if like I mean we eat this Johnny, if we eat the Azir, maybe like yeah, yeah, he has time for like one more like mega banger play as well. No, no, for sure, right? Um, I mean, I think mm-hmm. you're such a banger. homie. You're like talking about how you could set him up even more for banger. For <laughs> yeah, him, dude. Uh, such and a homie. I mean, I, I, I think uh, Kev's deserves yeah. it probably. Uh, That's away though. Flacket, you had a, you had a, you had a killer series. You're also yeah. limited as an AD, and I'm sorry. You're just like it's always going to be harder to get it's on the food boat. Chain, yeah. yeah, man. Of course, it, it's, 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 it's food chain with like really good because you play Yasuo, and on paper that's so hype. And then we watch the Yasuo game, and you're just like sitting on a sideline. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing Yasuo. He's playing Ari. He gets to go everywhere he wants yeah. to go. Yeah, food chain. I mean, that's the, that's the that's the food chain right there. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple people to mention. Wonder saved the day for Wonder saved the day. Razork saved the day for Fnatic. Even in your series, I think Misfit Misfit's Neon had a good series. Neon had a great series. Yeah, yeah. Game three, he had 1.6k DPM on Severe, which is pretty bad. Yeah, I mean it was like two fights where we survived. We were mega sweating every fight. The Severe was like throwing out the ricochets, and there was one fight at Drake. I think it was a third Drake where I thought she's actually gonna just pentacle us. Yeah, yeah. we like, won with the Caps three-man shuffle, and then he just killed Caps, and he was almost murdered. Yeah, 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 exactly. And and we're like, careful, careful, careful. But like we managed to pull it off. Like I think Youngus had a really good call at the end uh, with the the turn in the mid, mid in the yeah, river bush. Yeah, mega, mega clutch. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, then that's where we ended the game, right? So mm, yeah, it was it was a tight it was a tight week. There was a lot of clutch players. Obviously, Patrick can game one of the Excel thing as well. I felt bad for him that draft. Felt like that was the only way they were going to win the game is if he won v five. But yeah, this week. We give it to Caps. Flacid, no shoes, no socks. I forgot about that. Yeah, Damn. Plus no socks. Plus no socks. <laughs> All right, boys. Should Thank- I do it with the capital P? It's with the capital P, please. Yeah. We have to remember what year he got it. Capital P. There you go. There we go. Damn. <laughs> Right, the, kind of, the capital P is like yeah. the biggest meme of all time. Yeah. Where Phil's handwriting is at the top three and the, the, the titles and the lines and, and, and where, thin, it, gets and where it just gets shitter. progressively terrible. Yeah, right? just terrible. Everything. Um, anyway, boys, that's it for Euphoria. Thank you both for coming on. It was good to hear from you. I'm excited to watch your team internationally. That's when I can be shamelessly biased. Right now, I'm like, good luck for sure. <laughs> opponent rogue. You know what I mean? Like, I, I respect I, no favorites here. Just want to see the best team win. So when we get to international, as long as I'm not casting on the desk, fuck that. You're a baby. Let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm like, like, let's go. Every meme, every tweet, every every analyst desk appearance. You gotta have it. If I'm on the caster desk, no bias. That's where all the casters devolve into like madness. You know what I mean? Like the single tear that will escape my eyes as you guys are getting bodied by Gen G. I'll be like, an incredible performance from Gen G <laughs> as they do me two kill the bot lane. But my voice will say the right words. Yeah. I yeah. will not betray the, the sanctity of the it's, job. It, it's but the I same will. all around the world. The LCS casters will be like giving it when it's NA oh, versus it's so EU. funny. Because yeah. Kobe's such a professional, but he's such an NA lover, you know what I mean? So you'll watch his face be dead as he watches NA get obliterated, but the words coming out, he's so good. He's like, yeah. he's such a good caster. He's like, and you are smashing NA. You know, he's like, he's singing their praises, but you can see in his face, he's just dying slowly, but yep. surely. Yeah. Credit to him. Consummate yep. professional. Absolutely cracked. But good luck against Rogue this weekend, guys. We'll see if Cheers. our predictions come true. If Misfits can knock up the standings, make the... Uh, Knock up, isn't that getting... Move up the standings. <laughs> Let's pretend I didn't say that. Um, or if Fnatic comes out on top, find out who our fourth world seat is. This has been Euphoria. Friday, Misfits Fnatic. Saturday. Saturday. You guys are Saturday, right? Rogue versus G2. 
Yeah. I don't know. Winner versus yeah. man. That would make sense. <laughs> do, you hand, do you just handshake each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Good, 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 good episode. Good episode. Good yeah. episode. Thank good you, episode. boys. Thank so you. Cheers. Um, cheers. This has been episode 10, season 10. We'll see you next week for episode 11 and this weekend for three more best of fives. Farewell.